This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested, unfocused, lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. We want free food and beanbags. I want snacks. I want a lot of snacks. Are you a snack person? Mm, I can be, but I think it's so dangerous. I actually wouldn't want the... If the employer would give me a lot of snacks, I would be... Always when I watch uh, Casey Neistat on YouTube, I'm thinking like, I could never work there because they have so many snacks. For the people who don't know who Casey Neistat is, it's a YouTuber and they have a lot of snacks in this office. I didn't know he has a lot of snacks. I've seen a lot of cameras and like gear around that kind of stuff. He's a snagger. He's a snacker? A snagger. Does he eat on the camera as well? Yeah. Okay. No. I But couldn't in, be Casey Neistat. Not in the disgusting way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the second episode of Millennials at Work. Millennials eating at work, sometimes. Sometimes we eat. Sometimes we have lunchboxes. Sometimes we eat out. It's very interesting. No, but what else we do at work? We uh, develop ourselves. I guess most of us do. We're supposed to. Uh, sometimes we don't. And what happens when we don't? So I guess that's the where the idea of this of this episode comes in. It's about self-development. If it's needed, if it's not needed, what is it about? What does that mean? Self-development. So such such a phrase. I think it's um, I think it's great. I am a uh, self-developer. I am. I love self-help books. That's not how I say it. I love no. self-help books, um, and I've been. I bought not as much over the last couple of years, but go back. Five, six, seven years, I bought so many. Like one of the first uh, self-help books I bought was "How to Be a Gentleman." <laughs> I still read it every now and then. And my biggest takeaway is, a gentleman does not spit on the street. That is very true. I But have I still to say, do it. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. So I mean, okay, you didn't pass a gentleman test. You have read the self-help books for many years. That's very early to start with the self-help books. I think. Yeah. Because I mean, it feels like that's a thing that you do and you go for when you're in university, I guess, something like that. I also think there's a difference because I think today we're going to talk about self-development in the sense of being at work and developing as a professional and career-wise. And that is, of course, very interlinked with personal development. It doesn't necessarily have to be a skill or a competence or knowledge that you become better in can also just be how you interact with other people mm. how you take and give space um these kind of things now when you said that when you said that i remember uh, when i was like about 10 years old i had the one which was about similar to the gentleman thing but how to be like a it was called something like the little girl's diary or something like that and then you i remember one specific That sounds uh, so strange. It, it was it was bad. It's there's one specific page where you where there were um, actual images of how should you sit when you're uh, going by public transport. Okay. You're sitting in a bus and your like legs need to be like closed and you know. Very was close it Latvian? Yeah, of course. 
I don't know. No, I don't think that it was the author was Latvian, but you know, it was uh, it was great. I learned all my skills there <laughs> of how to sit in a bus. Great awesome. book. But uh, should we check in? Yeah, let's check in. Let's check in. You have a question, I think. I do have a question. Yes. We prepared one uh, for this today. Time. We That's great. Um, we came prepared today. Today uh, we're gonna check in with the question: What is the latest action or thing that you've done in regards to your own self development? Do you want to start? Yes, I can start. The last thing I've done uh, for my self development would be I restarted or not restarted i've always loved books i used to be a book nerd recently in the last few years i've transferred from books to podcasts and i've felt so much shame around that as well because it feels like reading books is such a you have to Mm. i mean it's 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 intelligence it's um self-development it's all of these things and uh and i do believe in that i do believe that reading is it's of course it's different than listening and it's it has a different sense of it you remember it differently you take it in differently so yeah it was a big it was a good step to get back to that again i did the whole thing with buying too many books at the same time and then like leaving them on the counter Preach. kind of you know not really going through them all but the, so if i was a person who was not able to take a book read a bit and then be like, okay, I will continue in this and then I will read something else at the same time. I couldn't do that. Now I'm doing that full on. I have four books that I'm reading at the moment. Not really? Because I, I can't do that. I need to finish a book before That's I start good something for else. You. This is not a great thing because it's good when you go like for a weekend away and you're like, should I take my thin book or the big one or the encyclopedia <laughs> you know it's like that in, in that sense it's good you yeah. have the variety but on the other hand no you just you feel like you don't really finish anything but books in general that's great and i do want to get back into more fiction books because now it's a lot about work related stuff and how to be a great person at work um but yeah you're not so different you and i I feel, Maybe the exact that's same problem. Way. I feel the exact <laughs> same way. I feel like I've read so many nonfiction books that it feels like work. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun anymore. So I want to yeah. get back to fiction books as well. Yeah, you want a story. Yeah. Like you exactly. want to read a book because it's. Because there are some nonfiction books that has these small mm-hmm. stories in them, but can it's also become to too much business. Mm-hmm. What's your thing? What's your self, latest self development? I don't think that it's my latest one because I actually feel like I do quite a lot of things, but I just don't always continue to do them. I'm really good at starting things, mm. uh, like uh, writing a diary. Did that approximately last week. Skipped the last couple of days, but I've been in Copenhagen uh, throughout that's the weekend. That's a really so good excuse like for not writing a diary. Um, no, but one of the things that I want to share is that I started to subscribe to Harvard Business Review, which is like the the CEO's uh, Playboy magazine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's all in there. It's very very expensive. It's like two hundred and fifty kroners per magazine. It's great. It's so crazy. Um, not a lot of ads though. Maybe that's also why. That might be the reason. But I'm really 
happy about it. I feel like it's a lot of good articles. They have a lot around culture, um, working in different ways. It isn't as much bullshit business lingo, but it's actually about people and about yeah organizations and these kind of things that I'm super interested in. With it being so expensive, you kind of, because the level of buying it or like the boundary is so high for most of the people that you kind of buy the chance to say, to get into the conversation with a bit of a... So I, did, I, I read I, yesterday <laughs> that... Um, I did that the, with uh, The Economist, Ooh, but that was like, like, that's too grown up. I yeah, couldn't handle it. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. All right. But today we're going to talk about self-development, as yes. we talked about, and especially uh, in regards to our uh, professional self um, when we work, because this is a podcast about millennials at work. Mm. How we work, where we work, why we work. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. That's a very big one. And and how to be our boss. There's a great story behind uh, the topic of the day. Not really a great story. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that high, but tell me the, it goes like this. I'm at a birthday party and this 30 something year old, so a millennial, he works at a well-known telecom company or phone company in Sweden. So a cool role in a cool company. We talk about work and he, he, he's this kind of person who, who has a very core hobby outside his work. So he doesn't really need that kind of whole fulfillment from his daily work. Uh, at one point, he says that he has kind of become this person who's the guy who doesn't go to the meetups and to the networking events and all of those things. What he goes to work and people are like, hey, where were you? Why weren't you at the creative uh, happening at 7 a.m.? And the guy's like, uh, well, I was sleeping and I was resting for my day at work. And that really made me think about where did the whole thing with can I just do my work and do it well uh, where did that go? Uh, so that's why that's why I want to talk about the self-development. And is it that important to constantly develop ourselves, constantly learn new stuff? And where does that come from? And is that actually necessary? And is it actually more about the picture of you growing and developing and creating this image and brand around yourself mm -hmm. rather than actually growing and learning. Yeah. I think it's probably a combination of the two, but sometimes I feel like some people, myself included, mm. do things for the sake of saying that I do things. Oh yeah. That's why Instagram exists. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> At the end of the day. How would you define self-development? What's what's self-development to you, I guess? I think that self-development is a constant want and need to grow uh, not only as a person but also as a professional and I think for me um, after my experience at Hyper Island which is a lot about self-leadership and growing yourself and developing yourself and getting out of that uh, comfort zone mm -hmm. and into the stretch zone and for those who don't know Hyper Island is the school where we both went to, to the same class it's a creative business school exactly and I think that that's has opened my mind to or at least broadened my perspective of self-development and personal development that it doesn't necessarily have to be that okay now I need to learn 
UX or now I need to learn how to use Photoshop or now I need to become a better copywriter or whatever it might be. It can also be uh, my health. It could also be um, that I eat right, that I sleep right, that I exercise a lot. Mm. It could also be my mental health that I get the deep conversations from the relationships that I that I have. Um, and all those kind of things I believe is a big, big, big pillar to becoming a better um, professional. Mm. So I think that there's there's a lot of things around personal development that all relates to becoming a better professional. A lot of those things so majorly overlooked as well. I think especially now when maybe it comes more from the whole Silicon Valley people out there um that kind of uh, work culture and i guess it is quite different in sweden we have to say um but still the idea that you hustle and you work day and night and if you're at work the last you get the double points and all of this you know earning earning the points but then losing the what do you actually need how much sleep do you actually need for developing and how much um time of your work with tutorials do you actually need on is that the self-development that you want to do right now and are you actually getting more stressed because of all the things that you think that you need to learn and that will make you uh, feel worse that will make you crazy (laughs) it will make you crazy (laughs) there's a lot of pressure one thing that i also thought about when you mentioned silicon valley is Mm -hmm. uh, microdosing oof that's a whole episode, I think. That's a whole episode. Maybe we should save that for another time. But I think Maybe that's we should a, try. It's a. I've been wanting to try for such yeah. a long time, but I don't know how to get a hold of like these drugs. Mm. Uh, I don't know the right people. Um, or maybe I do. I just <laughs> haven't talked to them. <laughs> um, no, but I think that's 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 a great example of how something can never be enough. Yeah. I mean, like we are at a stage where people, they do micro doses of drugs to become even more efficient yeah. in the 24 hours of mm. day, mm. Um, just to get that bit more um, edge. It's like saying the better version of yourself, right? Come on. Mm. Like, what is, is it like me 2.0 now, what I'm trying to, what is, it's a new iOS system. I guess it comes from that. It comes from the fact that if we need to develop at the same pace as technology does this is where it takes us we're burnt out and all of a sudden all millennials are burnt out and what's happening with this generation yeah it's maybe part of that that we feel like there's never this level that we can that we can reach that's why we need to choose it ourselves yeah exactly set it ourselves i guess i had a great talk with a friend of mine a month ago about slow living about Removing some of the balls that you juggle with mm. and just juggle a few <laughs> balls. Good. Like right now, it's all about getting more balls in there. <laughs> that sounded weird. But getting as much as many balls <laughs> in the air as possible and just juggle as fast as you can. Instead mm. of saying, okay, if I remove... The balls analogy is really not working <laughs> right now. <laughs> Just cut off a few balls. Yeah, cut off a few balls <laughs> and then be really good at juggling those balls and yeah. do it slowly. Um, yeah. So it's about um, getting out into nature, uh, reflection, um, 
eating less but eating healthy um, and just in general slow down a bit and those can seem like very simple things to do it's like yeah yeah but that's basics but then if you look at it i mean to do just all of that very well just looking at my life i'm like yeah i need to make some serious not serious changes but like really plan that stuff and really think of how am i creating this base that i can like then start develop developing all those like b c d e things on so we've been talking a lot about personal development and the things that we do on our private lives maybe and the base and like all the things that you need to do well to actually function well and that's cool with personal development that's one way of looking at it i think what we need to talk about is the how does personal development at work look like how how have you experienced that at work so far i think that for me i've experienced as something that i need to take care of myself there's not a manager that holds my hand and say, okay, Rasmus, now we need to make a new development plan for you. And you need to do this and this and this. I mean, mm. it is something that I need to ask for and say, I think that I need to progress in this. And then, of course, I can get feedback. I actually had a, a great uh, mentorship talk with, uh, with, my, with my mentor and boss uh, the other day about what is the next step for me. Because I feel mm. like I get a lot of energy in growing as a person, but also, uh, of course, as a professional. And uh, I really appreciated her feedback from, I see that you are really great in these fields. Mm. I think that you can benefit a lot if you grow in these specific fields. Mm. And just getting that outside perspective um, gave me a lot of clarity. That should be that would be so great if everyone gets a mentor at work. Yeah. In general, any work. Yeah. Just a mentor that you can talk to, being like, Where are you right now? Do you feel good where you are? Do you want to stay where you are? Do you are you comfy? Mm. To what do I want from you as an employer for you to step up your game in this, this and that so that we can give you more money exactly. next year, whatever. Because I think it's also a great conversation to have when or if you are a professional that wants to take the next step on the ladder mm. is to say to your boss, hey, I really like my job. I like this workplace. I want to continue my growth here mm. at this company. What can I do to enter the next level? In my previous work, at, I actually made it a point in my, in my contract to write in that uh, the company supports my further development uh, with uh, conferences such things because one thing that I understood about myself recently is that I really need that I need to feel like I'm constantly learning and that's a need that it's actually really tricky to solve or to fulfill yeah. uh, unfortunately especially at work because work is work we do or daily stuff uh, so making that also a point that this is important for me please put it on my contract and I also want some some money invested in uh, in this idea, which is true. I mean, it is it is hard maybe to ask for it, but in my case, and and my employer saw that that value in the fact that okay, if we allow her to, let's say, I was I was in Berlin uh, learning from this another agency for a workplace that does that for me, it gives me I want to stay there, and I think that's the case for 
most people, yeah. I would say. I agree. And I think that that emotion that you talked about or that feeling that you want to continue to grow, mm. I think that that's very common in millennials yeah. that we will not settle. We want more, mm. uh, whether that is more at work, more followers, more anything. We just want more. Mm. Uh, and I think that um, that chase for constantly growing is a great way for employers to retain talent and yeah. say, hey, we know that you want to grow. Let's help you with that. You will not only get loyal employers or employees, but also smarter uh, because they learn something. Mm. For me, it's a no-brainer that organizations should put money and time and resources yeah. into development. If you're a big organization and you're not doing that, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. And This is a shaming podcast. Yeah, but it also doesn't have to be that hard. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many, um, like lynda.com, for instance. I'm not saying that everyone should go into lynda.com. <laughs> not sponsored by Not sponsored by lynda.com. Um, because for some people, it might not be the right fit. Mm. But there are a lot of these, uh, what is it called? Massive open learnings, something, something, platforms. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things. But I think the most important thing is the conversation. Conversation about what do I as an employer yeah. um, want you to grow in, but also what are you interested in? Mm. Is there any specific areas or field that uh, you feel like you want to explore more or mm. become better at? I had a situation where my employer started to like uh, push these things that were not really in, not even close actually to the interest of mine. And it all stems from not really having the conversation of, and then like slowly, slowly, it like, it kind of grows on you. And of course you don't want to say for the 10th time that this is not really what I'm feeling for. Mm. Um, but if you don't communicate what are you feeling for, and if the manager doesn't really get down to your level and be like, and, and just take that hour with you and sit down and it doesn't happen either. You know, it's really hard to, to get out there and, and ask for what you need. Very true. And I think that uh, that leads, that's a perfect bridge to our three tips to all the CEO and bosses out there. Bridge. We are a bit of a tip podcast. Yeah? Definitely. We're definitely a tip. We're a personal tip. It's like tips from the heart. That kind of podcast. Where Do you know what I really like? To but tell other people how they should live their life. Yeah, that's the best. It's the best thing. We're that kind of podcast. But it's also very easy to tell other people how they should live their own life. But <laughs> it's very hard for me to <laughs> figure out how I should live mine. Maybe, you should be a coach. May <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an idea for a great app. Oh. Where you can find people and then you can tip each other. Uh, getting back to the three, Sorry. Uh, three tips, three steps, whatever you want to call them. So we thought we could give three very concrete uh, ideas for uh, managers or CEOs or whoever you are in the company with the power uh, to to execute on. Because if you see that, okay, self-development is important, that is, that is a thing that's happening, how should you think around encouraging your staff, your staff to actually uh, continuously develop? What's the first step? I'm thinking. 
The very first step is to allocate resources and time. Bam. Um, really acknowledging that this development and growth doesn't just happen. Exactly as you just said. You need to mm. plan for these conversations and you need to allocate also resources, money, but also maybe specifically um, time slots during a week or a month or a specific period to say, this is development time. Also thinking about how is it done because one thing is to say now on Tuesdays everyone gets an hour to work on their own stuff yeah well to be honest in most companies it will be an hour where you just like add up all the things on a detail or uh, sorry the deadlines or you um you go out for a coffee or nothing really happens and everyone goes home because it's the last hour of the work that doesn't really work no so I mean First, I guess, checking out or seeing what is the need. At the end of the day, you know your people best. So what does that team need? How do they want to learn? Is that together or is that on their own? You know, there's so many different ways to do that. Of course, it costs money, but that's investment, right? Return on investment. Tip number two. Tip number two. Discuss development opportunities early on in the game. I think this is important because why? Once you get into company and then you don't really have a plan for self-development, it is one thing that is really tricky as a newly employed to go to your boss like two months after and be like, um, yeah, well, I want to develop now. So that will probably not happen. And on the other hand, it's just be nice to your employees and, and show that you're interested from the beginning. Yeah, I think a- it can give such a boost and also use that momentum. Uh, the momentum. There's like so much momentum when you start working. It should even be a part of the onboarding process to say, hey, what are the areas that you want to develop in and then put that into the plan already? Because I think like exactly as you said, once people get hired, there is a momentum where um, uh, I felt at least when I got hired, like I have 130% energy and I'm going to kick ass. (laughs) I'm going to show these people that I am a fucking superstar Mm. and I'm going to, just destroy this place. No, but I think that there's definitely a, a momentum um, aspect into yeah. that. I mean, so good point. It's just think about like those first few weeks when you're so confused, you're, you have a constant headache because it's just too much. You try to rem- remember everyone's names and just doesn't stick to you. The perfect time to think about how do you want to, to also like set high goals because more like, more you go in into the routine, more realistic you get as well. Mm. That's bad. That's yeah. not good. No. If you see yourself as, no, I cannot really do this course because I'm already working eight hours a day. Yeah, well, then it doesn't it won't happen. And that will prob- you will probably think so in a few months when your calendar is full of stuff. So do it early. Momentum. Tip number three is that it doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot of money no or take a lot of time uh, and instead you should uh, focus on creating a learning culture um, within organizations depending on of course how large you are there will be people that know things that you do not know mm. uh, and um, learning from each other is not only a cost-effective way to <laughs> learn new things but it's also a great relationship builder mm. um, to to build trust and build relationships among um, among colleagues uh, I actually did a, a feedback workshop 
uh, around feedback, how to give and receive feedback mm. uh, a few weeks back. It was not only a, I've been told, uh, a good experience for the uh, for the people in people the workshop. Talk. Yes. talk. Uh, but it was also a great way to meet people on something else than work. And yes. especially when it's about feedback and opening up and um, people share personal mm. things. Mm. I think it's the same thing with other areas because mm. it tells a story about who you are and how do you know this. Uh, and just by sharing that, uh, you also create relationships. Also such a thing about the, what you're talking about, the, about culture, how things are changing so rapidly right now, how we see workplaces and how we can see through the shit that is put out there. I mean, we used to be impressed by uh, ping pong tables Uh, foosball tables, snacks, all those things. That is true. We were impressed by that. Uh, still are I mean, to some extent. Uh, to some extent. We love it. Uh, the Google, what is it, the slide? <laughs> Who the fuck yeah. is impressed by that? I yeah. don't know, but okay, let's 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 keep that. But the other thing is that I think more and more people uh, are interested in the process and how you actually work at a company and ask those kind of questions. Maybe we are involved in this kind of bubble where people are i don't really know but from my standpoint what i see also uh companies communicating more and more is these kind of things what do we do outside of work how do we learn how do we what do we invest money and in? all of those things that's really important and coming back to that it doesn't need to cost a lot it can be something so like i for example like If at work I have a lot of cool design magazines to look at because that really inspires me and they're up to date and it's not just that there's shitloads of books that no one has read, you know, there, but it's like an sense of updating us, mm -hmm. right? Or that my boss is giving everyone access to tutorial programs or something like that. And that can be a, also an afterwork thing. But once you make a bigger deal out of it, let's say it's a town hall meeting when we will each share something uh, that we learned in the last three months or that we've been really interested in. Or what is the concept called where you talk about 10 slides? Pecha Kucha. You know, do stuff like that. That's mm. also development. That's also, that's not for everyone. No, not everyone likes that. But there are, there's always something that you can do for absolutely everyone. And it all starts with having a conversation about it. Conversations. I don't know if it was you and me who talked about it or if it was someone else, but there's this thing about if you stay in a job for more than three years, mm. then millennials will say, why haven't you switched your job yet? Yeah, it's really strange. And I think that that's very normal. We get bored. Um, if we're not continuously challenged, if we're not getting new experiences, we will look for something else. And I think that personal development at a job is a great way to get a new job at your job. Mm, like it's trying point. something else. Uh, to link it to another great, great, great podcast, yeah. which is Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. She says that uh, during a normal life, you have three relationships And um, you can choose uh, how many people you want to have these relationships with. That it's about reinventing your relationship with the same person. And I think it's the same with your, uh, our jobs. Because we all get bored. Yeah. We all want to break up with, with our work at times. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you really do. Yeah. But sometimes you can just find that inner motivation 
drive. Inner drive, yeah. To to stay there and be like, no, no, no. I will change the situation for myself and I want to learn this. I want to get there at the same place. It's almost always there's a chance to grow, I guess. Almost. Not every time. Almost. So we have tips for that as well. Yeah. It's a great tip show today. It's all about the tips. The first one is very simple. Making reading, listening a part of your daily routine. That goes back to the books, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a book theme today. It's, I think this is very simple. I mean, if you want to learn it? something new, you need to get new information into your big fat head. Yeah. And you can do that by different ways. And one of the easiest ways is to read books from other smart people that know other things than yourself. I feel like there's a lot of this schedule, half an hour per day to read. I still find it so damn difficult. And I know that I myself think that if you can't find time for books or for magazines or whatever you want to read, you just don't value enough, value high enough. That is true. I absolutely agree. It's still so difficult to find to find time for that. When do you read? I normally do it before I go to bed. Okay, so in the evening. Don't you fall asleep? And you're like... No, I go to bed quite early, so <laughs> it's a great way for me <laughs> to, like, to like settle down. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I need that schedule to, to get the reading at least done. Podcasts is more simple because we can listen to that no matter what. And it's very, very easy to do. It's podcasts you can listen to. And you can do it by subscribing <laughs> to Millennials at Work. The best podcast out there. At Acast iTunes and all the other platforms. All right, no more promotion. On to the next point. Yeah, I think the next point definitely pinpointing a mentor, something what you talked about before that you have at your work. Pinpointing someone at work doesn't necessarily need to be someone who does a similar job or like has similar responsibilities to yours, but someone who can teach you something someone who you can challenge you challenge you who can who you can go to and ask stuff and the thing is that people are so scared of asking but the fact is that most people are so open to helping i Mm. mean we feel so good about ourselves obviously when we help someone else that we should kind of like get that but that's the biggest truth everyone wants to be an expert everyone wants to be a mentor I would love to be a mentor. That's one of my, like, not values in life, goals, I would yeah. say, to, to mentor people. And I think that my experience is that some people are too afraid that they will annoy the other person. Most people will say yes, yeah. just because it's nice to help other people and it boosts their own ego. It's a definitely an ego thing. Exactly. But also, if they say no, they say no. It's very hard to imagine a situation where someone goes, you know... Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're not asking the right way. Think about how you ask. And I also definitely. think it doesn't necessarily have to be the most important person at work. No, no. Maybe don't ask specifically your boss to, to teach you something new, but go to the to the guy that you actually like to talk to as well, or the girl, or whoever, and, and, and go from that. You know, it's... As I said, it doesn't need to be also someone who does specifically what you what you're doing right now. Yes. Yes. Last tip, Eddie, that's yours. Mm. I think it's important to share the learning path with others. And how does how does that work is being very open about like what you are learning at the moment. It's supposed to happen that there are people popping up <laughs> who want to help you on, on the way. 
I think that's also one very natural thing. I mean, one thing is to learn something. Another thing is to actually do it and test it out. And at a workplace, that could be quite scary to ask for these kind of things or do something mm. if it's something new. But um, if you share it with your colleagues that I'm currently super interested in this, I've been reading this book, I've been taking this course, uh, in this project, I would really like to whatever that is. Yeah. And I think that most teams will support this development. I mean, in my previous job, guys were really into this uh, one video game stuff and I can't go really into details because I just don't really understand. <laughs> but, but other than that, it all went so far that the boss kind of picked up on that and he got really interested as well in the, creating this kind of like a hub for like a new thing, developing something for video gamers that could like solve their problem and then actually be something that the company can build and then be have as a PR thing and still have personal deep interest in that. So, you know, things like that can go really far as well once you open up about what you like, once you stop being so careful about not saying all the wrong things at work and, you know, only focusing on the stuff that needs to be focused on, which is good as well. So tip number three, share what it is that you want to learn with your colleagues. Mm. They will most likely support you in your learning journey. People are nice. People are nice, mostly. Mostly. Some are not. All right, Eddie G, I think it's about the time we check out. I think it is. I prepared a checkout question. And uh, it's uh, something that I suppose most people have tried. You need to check out with one thing that you been wanting to learn for a long time but you just have not mm-hmm. <laughs> so many things yeah it's a bit uh, it's a bit depressing to think about these things right it's just failure the on new- <laughs> failure on failure on failure the new going year's through your resolutions mind right now. I, I, all the confidence that we build up in this podcast is just <laughs> down to zero out of the window <laughs> all of a sudden sorry about that yeah, it's fine it's fine there's one thing i don't really have a party trick I don't, you know, there are people who like, oh, what's your party trick? And you're like, my eye can go upside down. I've never been asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither, but in my head. Who are you hanging out with these days? (laughs) Party trick people. (laughs) Oh, no, I do have one. My my finger is a bit weird. I can do this, you see? Now my finger looks weird. It's very good for radio. Um, Apart from this, I don't have any party trick. And I would want to like, I would want to like learn whistling or I have a friend, she talks, she does the stomach talking. I mean, stomach when, talking. Yeah, yeah, when you're, 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 your mouth is almost closed, but you talk, mm. you learn how to do that. And it's like... With a doll. You can do the doll, but it's also cool when you're just, it's so creepy. It's so cool as well. It's the thing that you're like, it's kind of like networking. It's nice to go and network at places where you, when you have something to show, when you can be like, uh, yeah, so I have a podcast and you have something. It's nice. It's much easier to network. It's the same with the parties. If it's a really rough conversation, you're like, I can talk from my stomach. Maybe I should put half an hour every day <laughs> to learn some party tricks. What's your <laughs> <laughs> What's your thing you haven't learned yet? All right. Uh, hard to beat not having a party <laughs> trick. Um, is it? No, I think that one thing that I wanted to learn for a long time is to become a better chef. Okay. I'm a really, really bad chef. Um, What's your go-to meal? 
my go-to meal is uh, chicken, uh, chicken curry, uh, rice, and broccoli. Uh, could so, be worse, but okay. So one one thing that I I may might need to share is that I'm the kind of person that cooks five or six kilos of food, put them into boxes, and then freeze them, and then eat that for two weeks in a row Mm-mm-mm. because it's fast, efficient, and cheap. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is that one thing is it becomes a bit boring eating the same thing after five, six, seven days. It becomes even more boring when the food tastes like nothing. <laughs> like nothing. I'm the kind of person who just puts in the ingredients and then hope that it tastes well. No spices, no nothing. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> Not, nothing. So maybe, I want to learn that. Maybe one book on spices would be good. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just I should. YouTube uh, video, maybe. maybe I should switch out my <laughs> latest nonfiction book with a cookbook. <laughs> All right, it was you've a been great uh, chat. yeah, <laughs> you've been listening to Millennials at Work. Yes, with uh, Edith and Rasmus. And please actually follow us on Instagram. Yeah. That's very important. You can find us there as uh, at mill underscore at work. Please find us there. Follow. Subscribe this, obviously. And um, you hear from us next week. We're excited. Awesome. Bye. Bye. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial.